Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Our friend, blues analyst for the Blues Radio Network, he's Joey Vitale, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Joey, what's going on, Joey, my man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. What's up, boys? Hey, doing great. St. Patty's Day, sun's out, just left the rink down at the Enterprise Center, saw the morning skate between Blues and Penguins. What more can you ask for? Joe, did you get a chance to see your buddy Sidney Crosby? Yeah, don't worry about it. Of course I did. Come on. Where's the good questions? Yes, of course I did. And I actually brought my kids with me. They're on spring break. I brought my son Harper, my son Bodie with me. We went down a little bit early, went to the balls of the Enterprise Center. We snuck back to the Penguins area, saw Chris Letang and caught up with Sidney Crosby, some coaches, some trainers, and just always good, always good to see some old, old friends again. But uh, Sid's looking as good as ever, as more in his prime now than he was probably when I was playing. He's just like a fine wine gets gets better with age, I guess. Okay, Joe, here's the actual hard-hitting good questions. Did you talk to Evgeny Malkin, and does he still call you number 46? No, he kind of walked right by me. I think he thought I was like a fan or something, or maybe like <laughs> some sort of uh, some sort of guy that worked at the Enterprise Center. He had no idea who I was. You know, he called me number 46 when I was with them for six years. Never knew my name, and uh, obviously now still has no idea who I am. That's one of my favorite stories Joe tells where he was in line rushes. It was at, at practice, wasn't it, Joe, where you guys were in line rushes on a, on a drill, and he just looked in front of you and said, 46, go. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing because, you know, I, for the first couple of years, you're like, oh, I don't, he probably doesn't know who I am. Maybe he, he probably knows my name. Even though he doesn't like talk to me, he probably definitely knows my, who I am. And then uh, it was Brooks Orpik about three years in. He was making fun of Gany Malkin in the locker room about how he doesn't know anyone's name except, like, six guys like Sid and Chris Letang. And he's like, Gino, who's this guy? And he would say a name. He was like, it's Matt. And then over him, he's like, "Uh, it's it's, uh, 46. It's it's 46. He's like, no, Gino, that's his number. What's his his name? He goes, Patali. He goes, what's his first name? He's like, "Uh, it's 46. He's 46. And so he, he knew me as number 46, and uh, whenever he needed to get somewhere, he would always say, 46 move, 46 move. And, of course, I would step aside and let him kind of get in there and do his thing. He's Joey Vitale, the one and only, joining us here on 101 ESPN, otherwise known as 46, 46. of course. Uh, Joey, the big news yesterday in the NHL as it pertains to the Blues was a move they decided not to make. Ben Sherratt going to Florida for a 2023 first-round pick, a 2022 fourth-round pick, and a prospect who was a third-round pick back in the 2020 NHL draft. I was perfectly fine with them not meeting that price. It seemed like a lot for a rental. What did you think of the price that was paid for Sherratt and the Blues deciding not to match it? 
Yeah, and listen, uh, I completely agree with you, BK. I thought that was a lot a lot to ask for, especially for a rental. Now, you never know if they're going to end up um, signing him. So, of course, it could, it could develop into something more than that. But right now, no, I think that that price was way too heavy uh, for Ben Sherrod. And, and not only that, but you know, I, look at, I look at Ben Sherrod, and I don't know if he's the type of defender that the St. Louis Blues really need. You know, I mean, certainly uh, top-of-the-market player right there that any team would love to have. But I think that, you know, for how this Blues team is built and continues the direction they want to go in, I think a defender that's a bit heavier, a bit bigger, a bit stronger, um, a bit more predictable is, is certainly something I think that Doug Armstrong was really had his, his eyes, uh, his um, set side on. But I think that, you know, um, to have a player that, that, that can use their size and to kind of keep things to the outside, that's more of the, the style of Doug Armstrong and, and I think Craig Bruby as well. I think we got that kind of skillful defenseman set with the Krug and the Falks, guys that can get up and move the puck in a hurry, like Colton Pareko. But I, I just think that if, if there was some improvement uh, that needed to be had, I think it would be on that left side and the bigger defenseman. But I think that they're, they're also very, very comfortable right now letting this thing kind of ride out for a little bit. You know, we'll see how Marco Scandella does again here tonight. But I think Nico Mikula has done a perfectly good job this year as well. And, and if the Blues and I'm not moving anything at all, I, I don't think it's a miss. I think this, this is, it's a team that is built very well. And I think that it's a team that Doug Armstrong's looking at saying, hey, the good news is we, we have all our pieces right here. If there is something to come up, I think he's willing to shop around and have a discussion. But, but the good news is, like I said, I think that enough's been seen this year where I think they feel very comfortable with this group. Joe, do you feel like if Doug Armstrong does make a move that it's going to be for a big name and not one of the, one of the say, depth defensemen? Like, if he's going to make a move, it's going to be for a guy who is viewed as a number one defenseman on another team? You know, I, I don't think it's going to be a big splash move, Alex. I really don't. You know, there's not, a, there's not a great market right now anyway. I mean, obviously year to year is always so different. But the teams that are, that are selling and what they have to offer, I just don't know if there's – there's nothing sexy enough out there for me that would really think, wow, we this could be a huge ad. I mean, you look at a player like Claude Giroux, for example. I mean, he he's going to be a blockbuster one. Um, you know, down the middle, we're set. I mean, Robert Thomas, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, now Braden Shen. I mean, you got Tyler Bozak and Sunquist that can kind of fill in, in the mix there as well. So down the middle, this is a great team. So I just look at the market. I look at what we need and what's out there. And I just don't know if there's really going to be any big splash names that come through to come through St. Louis. Will we get like a depth player? Let's just take like a, like a Del Zotto with they, where they went after a few years ago. If you remember that, like a six, seventh defenseman, something to kind of, you know, somebody with playoff experience that can kind of come in there and, and maybe do a job. Possibly. I think, I think, I don't think he's going to go completely quiet. I just think if there's anything going to be done, it will be some sort of depth piece like that. So we're looking at like a Carson Soucy, Justin Braun, Jacob Middleton type of range. Yeah, I think Carson Soucy is an interesting name. You know, you know, six foot five, big guy. You know, he he's a bit of a shave of what like Marco Scandell is making. Uh, but clearly, the you know Doug Armstrong would need to be creative with the cap in order to get a Carson Soucy. But he he's a player that you're right. He could be a you know fifth six guy. But also, I, I've seen Carson Soucy play where I actually think he has the potential to be a top four guy. Where if he gets a lot of confidence and maybe a new a new uh, sight or scenery with St. Louis could really kind of you know give him some jump like Marco Scandella did when he when he got moved here a few years back before he signed that extension so that's a, that's an interesting name I've heard Carson Susie's name kind of thrown out there I think Seattle is in um, a bit of a, a bit of a bewildered kind of situation I don't think they expected to be in this spot you know eight months ago when this team was kind of starting to be built but they are becoming sellers as we, we've already seen with Cal Yarncroke getting moved. Uh, Giordano is another name that's probably going to get moved here as well. Uh, but so, so certainly Carson Soucy is a name 
that has been thrown around there, and he definitely can fill a, fill a role here in St. Louis. Joe, what do you think the impact of, of losing Tyler Bozak for four weeks is going to be on this team? You know what? I, I think, obviously, Tyler, you know, killing penalties, um, just a good veteran presence. I think a guy that's just is uh, very well liked uh, in the locker room, uh, a good voice, uh, a good head as far as a guy that just kind of understands and knows how to navigate this time of year. You know, you're right around that trade deadline and you're approaching playoffs. I mean, you need players like him. You need veterans who've been around the block. They're going to help these young guys. Now, the good news is he's going to be around a little bit more, which is which is good for this team. Um, but is it something that, you know, you can use to leverage as far as maybe if you keep them off long enough, long enough, you can use them as an LTIR situation where you do free up a little bit more cap space. And maybe this is um, Doug Armstrong's intent right here. But I think from a fourth line standpoint, this is an area that this team is, is still trying to um, piece, piece together about what it looks like and, and how, how it can fit. You know, tonight's going to be Oscar Sundquist back in the middle with Mackenzie McEachern and then Torpchenko. I like that fourth line. There's definitely some potential there if Oscar can stay healthy. But I think, you know, Tyler, like I said, you're going to miss a good presence in the locker room. You're going to miss a good voice on the bench. And you're going to miss just a, a nice, poised, calm player right in the middle who's just going to make that predictable play. So it's going to be important for Oscar to come out there tonight um, to kind of keep battling through what he's going through with those lower body injuries and kind of be that force and, and see if this could be a fourth line for Craig Berube. Final question that I've got for Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for the Blues Radio Network. Uh, Joey, looks like they're going to go with Ville Husso in net tonight against Pittsburgh. Uh, the thing that I wanted to ask you about is, when does this team need to start honing in on one guy as their starter? Obviously, that time is not necessarily right now. You've still got another six weeks left in the regular season. But at what point in your mind does that start becoming a question and a conversation? You know, it's a tough one, BK. I mean, you look at some teams, uh, they would like to have it probably established, you know, a few weeks heading into the playoffs to kind of get a good rhythm going into it. I think a lot depends on the goaltenders and their personalities. You know, I think this is why discussions are always being had with the goaltenders. Uh, I was talking to Phil Bork this morning, uh, who does the radio side for for the Penguins, and we were kind of laughing about back in the old days there a few years ago with, with Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury as both those goaltenders were terrific down the stretch, and, and it was kind of like a game-time decision on game one. So, I mean, it, it could come all the way up into the first game of playoffs. So I don't think that this, this team's in any urgency or rush to kind of jump into this thing. You know, I think if the playoffs were today, let's say, say game one was right now, I think you, you look at how these goaltenders have both played recently, and they've both been great. You know, have they been perfect? No. Have they been excellent? Maybe sometimes, but they've been really, really great. And this is a team that maybe has been letting them down at times. So, but they've been keeping their head above water and keeping this team in a position to win. So I think they've both been good enough. Um, you probably got to lean more towards Jordan Bennington just because he's got that playoff experience. But but Billy Husso has been been chomping the bit as well. So it's a tough question to answer. I think you have to look at the personalities, like I said, of the goaltenders, uh, the situation of this team. But I just think for the stretch of hockey they have coming up, I think they're very content with going back and forth. But I would imagine that with a couple weeks remaining in the season, um, if we get to that point and they're both healthy and still playing the way they are right now, I would imagine Craig Berube is going to start kind of getting his sights on maybe who I think is going to be the guy, maybe who's trending in the right direction, and maybe giving him a little bit more time without overdoing it. He's Joey Vitale. He joins us each and every week here on BK and Ferrario. You'll hear him on the call tonight. A fun one down at Enterprise Center. Blues versus Penguins. Alex has your pregame coverage live from Alton, Illinois at Max in downtown at 6. Joey in Curbs on the call starting at 7. Joey, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, boys. Have a great week. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 ESPN.